Are you ready? Starting now? <laughs> well, now you just messed it up, you knob. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. <laughs> fuckers, fuckers better appreciate it. When we started, we were just like, yeah, we're just going to do this, man. You know, shoot our wad into the wind and see what happens. <laughs> What's right. the title of this uh, podcast again? I don't know. Objects, I don't know. Something with a penis, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> our fucking faces are everywhere now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but You're but welcome, ladies. <laughs> right. Popular with the ladies. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm not even going to apologize because I hopefully, hopefully it sounds <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, really? totally. this is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. <sighs> la, 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 la. It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And we have a first tonight. We have actually two guests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which is which is kind of fun. But um, yeah, it took us a couple of minutes just to get everyone kind of organized. But uh, we actually, this is kind of cool. We've never had uh, two guests on, on here at the same time. So it's kind of cool. Um, so go ahead, both of you guys, if you can, one at a time. Let's go alphabetically. We'll start with Breeze. Introduce yourselves real quick. Just tell us who you are, where you're from. Um, and then we'll get things started, okay? That's always like my most hated question because I don't know where to actually start. <laughs> the beginning. The beginning. Yeah, just, just your just your name. Just a quick intro. How's that? Well, yeah. Well, my name is Breeze, and I'm Australian, and I now live in America, and I am a musician, and that's all I can sort of think of to keep it short and sweet. Yeah, that's fine. Australia too. I by the way, you know I'm. I, I love the accent already, just talking to you a few minutes before, so I'm going to have fun with this. You get a cool accent. I like that. So go ahead, Carly. Your turn. My name is Carly. I am from Baltimore, Maryland, and I live in Naples, Florida, and I do design. And yeah, that is my short and sweet intro. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, actually pretty easy, you guys. Both short and sweet intros. So, um, and I know it took us a little bit to, to try to organize this. Thankfully, we have a problem every once in a while where we have uh, a lot of people lined up for guests. So it was kind of, uh, I know we had to put you guys off for like a month, but um, I'm glad that we were able to, you know, finally get everything set. And um, I, we both obviously got to hear the overview of your, your story and stuff like this. So I think it's going to be a, a great conversation for everyone to hear. You guys have, I think, listened to our episodes. You kind of know what our deal is. Um, and Mike is usually a better person to explain kind of our, and I always say this, our quote-unquote format because we don't really have one. <laughs> but uh, since we have since we have two people, Mike, your, your little explanation for two people, how's that? <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, you know, we're, we're interested in the solution. We, uh, we know how to fuck up our lives. We know how to fuck up the lives of everybody around us. We're not interested in a drunkalog. We know how to do all that stuff. You know, if anybody wants to know how to get fucked up, 
give me a call. I'll, I'll sit there for hours and tell you how to do it. Um, <laughs> now we, we want to hear the solution. You know, obviously a little background, you know, a little, little qualifying is just fine. We just, again, don't want to hear a drunk log because those are fucking boring. <laughs> yeah. 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 So however you guys want to do it, if you if your if your stories intertwine at some points, obviously, which they do. Uh, but, you know, e- either one of you, if you want to go first and give us a little bit about you guys and then uh, we'll just roll through. OK, Breeze, do you want me to start or would you like to start? You can you can stop. OK, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> OK, so I guess a little intro. Um to myself and I've, I've been, you know, like we don't want to get into the drunkologues, which is actually what made me want to reach out to you guys and get on this podcast and talk to you because I liked how authentic you were and how you guys uh, didn't apologize for being yourselves. But at the end of the day, you promoted sobriety and encouraged recovery. And I thought that was really cool because you had a way when I listened to the podcasts of making it fun. And, um, that's kind of what was my issue when I first got sober was this is so boring. And I, (laughs) I, 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 seriously. And, um, so ever since sobriety, I've struggled with that. You know, for me, it was the drugs and alcohol that made things more fun and more doable and more enjoyable. So I liked listening to your podcast because I was able to see and hear like, oh, okay, I can be sober and I can still have fun and I, you know, uh, so it helped. That's why I thought that we would be able to have a good conversation because I was like, oh, I'll get along with these guys. Um, (laughs) Well, good. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, um, I have been struggling with addiction for 14 years and um, just recently this year in February 2023 decided to get sober. And I know they say to do it for yourself, but... (laughs) The breeze rolled in. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and I officially decided to, because I had tried multiple times before. I had been in rehab before, came out, failed sobriety attempt. Um, you know, so just trying to figure out how to get sober. And uh, I. so I guess what I wanted to introduce, introduce first would be how Breeze and I met and how um, they say when you're in AA and stuff and when you're in sobriety that it takes another alcoholic or another addict to be able to communicate with you and like for you to be able to see eye to eye with them because I had plenty pe- of people in my life like my parents, my sister, friends who knew I had a problem wanted me to get help but they the communication it just didn't add up and it wasn't until I met Breeze that it was I I felt like somebody was able to kind of unknowingly because I didn't give her all this credit at first when we met um she was able to inspire me to get out of my own way and to get sober so um after struggling with that for 14 years being in detox rehab and different events like that uh she and I met in Nashville and um I found she actually was like she said she's a musician and she was uh performing that night at a we were at a bar and I was not to get into my drunk log, but I was very intoxicated. And um, <laughs> she was, perfor- she didn't get on the stage until like 1130 at night and just completely rocked out on the drums, like rocked out on the drums. And I was like <laughs> blown away. And I was like, 
okay, this girl is hot, talented, like (laughs) all of that. And then the next day I'm trying to work and it's, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and I'm doing my usual getting high and going to be drunk by a certain time. And I'm like sitting there thinking about, cause then I, you know, obviously stalked her on Instagram and saw, came across her post and I saw she was sober and I was like, what in the hell? Like, <laughs> how did she just rock out on a stage at pretty much midnight in a bar with everybody there? Like we were all shit faced and she's rocking out on the drums, like blowing everybody in the bar away. And I just had so much it was just kind of a shock moment for me because I was like, how do you do that sober? Like, I didn't even know how to, like, go to the grocery store sober. How does she get on a stage and do this sober? So anyway, I re- <laughs> slid in the DMs. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I just said, like, you know, last night was awesome. Like, And I just kind of admit it, like, I have a problem and I've been trying to, you know, work on this and get sober, like, after reading, after seeing you perform and then reading about you, you know, your, you being sober, like this is really inspiring. So anyway, we, she checked, ended up checking in with me to see how my sobriety was going. (laughs) 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 And I didn't want to start this relationship off lying or saying things that I wasn't doing or wasn't holding true to. So I was like, Oh shit, I got to actually like clean up my act. So anyway, uh, I ended up after we met, I slowly cleaned up my act. I had to wean off of everything. And um, it was really, really, really hard to for two months. The first two months of sobriety, I was like, fuck this. Like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended up I had I had my accountability partner, my friend, now my now girlfriend. But I had that person that was there for me and inspired me to start that journey. And it Honestly, it took like seeing her on stage and just like illuminating the whole the whole venue and then finding out the next day she was sober doing that in a bar at midnight. And I was like, okay, I need to get it was just very eye opening to me that like I can't do anything sober. And if that person can do that sober, I can I can get sober, too. So um, that was the kickoff for me getting sober, our relationship. And then now, you know, we've been there for each other through sobriety when you're facing a lot of hard feelings and stuff. And now what we've decided to do with that is we started a little brand, a little thing called Trust Your Message, where um, we would like to talk more about what we're going to be doing with that. But Bree's being in Nashville, she's going to be doing nights at the studio where artists who are sober come in and share songs and share music. So we're basically taking all of the pain that we've had over the years and what kind of led us to our addiction and our problem. And we're now expressing that in very artistic ways. Breeze does music and writes songs and plays instruments. I write poetry and I do writing, I do painting, I design homes. So we both have very creative outlets and we're just kind of combining that into the trust your message, which is going to allow us to it's about finding the mess message within your mess. Yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah, and, uh, and that's a. I don't want to say that your <laughs> your your story is completely common, but if you break it down, it, it fits for a lot of people. As you you saw somebody that had what you wanted, and you saw somebody doing something that you didn't think was possible, and you worked with that person, and 
ended up, you know, kind of working your way into into a sober person. So, um, although, again, and we say this all the time, you know, neither one of us clearly, Mike and I, didn't walk the same path exactly, mm-hmm. but we we're on the same we're on the same highway, I guess. <laughs> that would yeah. you always say, Mike, that the path is wide. <laughs> it is, and we yeah. ended up in the same hole. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, we ended up with the same hole in Cleveland, Ohio, at the at the same mm-hmm. sober living facility. But uh, no, that's a, that's kind of a great story. <laughs> just, yeah, and it's pretty at, much the definition of attraction rather than promotion. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah, because I was just, I was just like attracted appearance wise at first i had no idea (laughs) i'm not even gonna lie i was like whoa (laughs) and i didn't know the background or anything and i'm just so grateful because things work out really funny and i'm just really grateful that i actually this it gets a little better so if you want her they actually uh broke an instrument during on purpose like smashed a guitar during the performance and i being my drunk self, you're not supposed to go on stage when a band is performing, but I really wanted to get this drummer's attention. So I ran on stage <laughs> and her brother, who was her bandmate at the time, ended up signing the guitar. And I remember just standing there being so frustrated, like, I really wanted the drummer to sign this guitar. <laughs> Fucking guitar players. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was so it was funny because I did I did make a leap on the stage, and you know I really made some effort to get up there and be seen. But she didn't see me. She was she, and that's what also really attracted me to her was um, how focused and passionate she was about like what she was doing there, and she was just focused. And I was like, that is. And then when I found out she was sober, I was like, that is hot. <laughs> so you're um, Carly. What's your what's your sobriety date? You said February this year, correct? Correct. February 16th. Okay. 23. Cool. And then, um, do we, do we want to let, let Breeze kind of fill in now or do you want to, do you got more to say? Cause we'll, I mean, we'll talk about the, the trust your message thing. Clearly we want to talk about that. Cause I, I know that we had, uh, we talked about a lot of things, but get a little background and all the, all the context of this. I'd love to hear Breeze's side of the story with this now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this, absolutely. This, this crazy little chick that's, literally lit when it jumps up onto the stage but uh breeze tell us yeah. tell us about well, that night <laughs> i was so unaware of carly's presence this whole night so <laughs> don't break my heart hon <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry so i i can't even say like i knew she was there i really kind of like knew her after when she slid into my dms with this message (laughs) (laughs) saying like i want to be i'm getting clean and like all this sort of stuff and (laughs) so yeah that night for me um was actually i was seven months sober at the time and that was my first time actually back in a bar because um all before that i was just scared to even enter any space or any environment where there was alcohol. So I had done a lot of work to even get back out there and performing again, because it's like in this, in the music industry, you're just surrounded by alcohol. It's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's everywhere. And so I was kind of a, a little afraid, but of, I was also even thinking as like, when I did get sober that year, like, can I even perform again? Cause it's sure. like, you know, so that was a genuine fear of mine. So to like actually be there that night and play. And I was actually 
did okay. I didn't even get feel like triggered or anything. I felt like pretty calm the whole night. But so yeah, that was my first time. Um, I didn't see Carly at all, but I do remember my brother telling me that some like crazy person <laughs> got the guitar and. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, geez, that's kind of dangerous to get up on stage because we're like very rough. Like we're always like throwing things around. And so, yeah, we're like, that was very dangerous. But anyway, that's drunk people for you. Right. right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we've all been there. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I was like that at some point. So, yeah, I just remember how it just started off like very innocently, like just wanting to help and kind of just be supportive because I know exactly what it's like when you do make that decision it you do feel like your everything you've ever known is just like a lie and like everything around you is it's just very unstable so I just know what um I went through was uh having supportive voices whether like those people understood it fully or not it was just they understood that I couldn't drink alcohol anymore. And right. at mm -hmm. least they were encouraging that for me to make sure I remembered that. That was like good. So that was kind of like my intention with Carly when, when we met. Um, but the rest was kind of history because, you know, you get to know someone and then you're just like, oh, this is a, like a very cool person that I would like to, you know, spend my life with at some point. So it's just kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so it's just kind of, I think it's a really beautiful thing now to have like be with someone that does fully understand what you're going through. And, you know, even though we're like at different parts of the journey, it's just nice to have someone that I know I can just reach out to at any point and being like, Hey, I'm having like a bad day or I'm, this has happened and I'm having all these feelings and just to have someone that really understands what you mean when you say that, because it's not like, it's not like it's not a big deal. So it's like, right. For, um, yeah, I just think it's a really wonderful thing and a really like a blessing. So, um, yeah. So did you get, you, you got sober when July of last year? Um, it was May 23rd of last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, having, uh, and, and that's the main thing. Like Mike and I were in, in the same sober living facility to end up uh, again, surrounded by, you know, by all these, uh, in some cases, all these, you know, just freaking oddball people. Um, and again, you know, if you take a look at, at the pictures and we always say this, uh, no reason in the world why Mike would have ever hung out with me and no reason in the world why I would have hung out with him. Uh, one mm -hmm. of the things that kind of intrigued me too, when Carly was telling me about this, the whole musician thing, because Mike's got stories too. He was that was his life, you know, some, mm -hmm. some years ago. So he's got, I'm sure, he's got plenty to add to that. But so you were in just breeze to to step back a little bit. You were in Australia and got sober, or you got sober here, or how did that work? I I got sober here in the states. So I've never had a great relationship with alcohol, but where it um. I, I guess it turned into alcoholism was over here in the States. Um, and what triggered a lot of that was there was just a lot going on in my life that I just could not deal with. And so I guess this bad habit that I had in the past just kind of like emphasized. And um, so, yeah, I was like a real piece of shit for like the first year <laughs> I was here. Yeah, I was... <laughs> 
I was just like, <laughs> it's just kind of crazy to even think about that person now because it's like I don't recognize any part of her, like, at all. Um, so, yeah, I would just really just drink a lot just to escape a lot of things um what what I would say the main trigger was is like our my visa situation when I first got here um it then got kind of like extended so before it was approved they wanted like more evidence so then what was meant to happen in like four months extended to like nearly a full year so a full year of living here it's like I couldn't do any work I just had to like sit and wait and I was just in this holding pattern and it was driving me crazy and I just had a lot of fear as well um because just to even get here COVID was still a thing and borders were still shut so it wasn't like I could just fly back home and then fly here so I was just living in a lot of fear and it was probably the most fear I've ever felt in my life because every area of my life was just uncertain I had no stability and so when you're kind of put under that pressure and you're not really given healthy tools or even have any skills whatsoever in managing emotions I was just like prime for this disease to just be like hey I've got an answer for you which is a total like fucking lie and never believe it but Mm -hmm. um it's just enticing that way because it is that quick fix and I also feel with alcohol it's just so easy to get away with it because it's so infused in our culture that you could be like a high functioning alcoholic and no one will know and (laughs) and like no one will even bat an eye like I was I was like the most drunk at parties I would drink everyone under the table and it was like kind of applauded like it was cool but I knew inside like why I was doing it I wasn't doing it um to even have fun anymore I was basically like using all those people to come and hang out so I could just escape my reality and not deal with things and so it's just kind of like a crazy thing to think of now but my wake-up call was when I was just like really over everything I was just over life I was just like none of this makes sense I don't even like know my purpose anymore like so I just wanted to check out and um thankfully I didn't and I just woke up the next morning like just really confused why I'm still here and it's like I have to make a change I can't do this anymore I kind of Mm. scared the shit out of myself to be honest um and so I know like a lot of people say like their first few months getting sober is the hardest and like honestly it was like the easiest because I was like that scared of what alcohol did to me like I just did not go near it and I wouldn't go near it I wouldn't enter a bar I wouldn't even let you know anyone drink in the house like all the parties stopped I just went like full-blown just talking to God and like getting my spiritual life healthy again um and that's what really carried me through for the first year and and till I um I think I was like eight or nine months in till then I got a sponsor and then started attending meetings and that was all due to meeting Carly because 
she was bringing a lot of like language to it that like even the idea of like being sober like I don't think I had like a full understanding I knew like I didn't drink anymore and I couldn't mm-hmm. drink anymore but I didn't have like a lot of that um language now what? to it yeah <laughs> yeah I was just kind of like I was kind of sensing I'm like I think this is more than just stopping drinking like there's a mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's not just like a health thing or a, or a fad or like just a bad habit. I'm like, I think there's something more to this. So like Carly was like really, really good at bringing in that like articulation to where it like kind of made me sit and think being like, huh, I think I have to like start attending meetings and like look up alcoholism as a disease and like all this sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. um I just think like the right people enter your life at the right times when you're making decisions like this, when you know, like you've hit rock bottom and you come out of it, like kind of with a bit of perspective, because I know what it's like to be just spiraling down and you just have no idea really the person that you are. Um, Mm -hmm. But you do hit that, you do get to that moment. And I honestly think it's like, God is just like, okay, if I let you go any further, like you're just gonna, there's no turning back. And like, this is where you're going to come out of it. And I'm going to help you and you're going to become a healthier person. And you're actually going to see the person that you really are. Um, which is why, um, I get like, I think it's like why I, I like helping people sort of like guiding them because it's like, I get to watch them become, the person they really are and they Mm -hmm. get to sort of see how much of a lie addiction is because we're all caught up in that thought of like this is who I am or this is how I function and it's like it's actually dimming who you really are you're like kind of blocking yourself from no absolutely actually being your highest self to a sense and so that's kind of me filling in the blanks. I'm sorry if that rambled on a bit too long. No, I mean, yeah. not at all, because it, what was kind of funny, I was going to say to Mike, does any of that sound familiar to both of us? Mm. <laughs> Just well, a little bit. And, here- and that's, what, that's what's so comforting is like you when you do meet people who are also in recovery and you kind of like, you know, we don't all like delve into like, here's what I did, but you pick up here and there and it makes mm-hmm. you feel less nuts because you do have those moments where you're like, did I just like, was I just imagining that or do I actually have a problem or was it just all the stress in my life? And so it is really good when you are amongst other people that are also going through it. You do get here and there, those kind of like comforts of hearing their story, but you also get insight and a bit of wisdom as well. Oh, absolutely. Right. Well, I mean, like the big book says, you know, we're bodily and mentally different than our fellows. And that's Mm -hmm. absolutely true when we're out there in the real world. We are bodily and mentally different than those people. We walk into the rooms and we're exactly the same as everybody in there. Oh, yeah. And I used to hate that shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love it. Right. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I find comfort (laughs) in it now. You know, I, I, you know, I'm a loner and uh, isolator and all that good stuff. I don't like people generally, but, um, but yes, there is comfort in knowing that I'm not alone anymore. It's a great thing. Yeah. And it's like, when I, whenever I attend meetings or I run into someone else who like, it's funny because I really think that like that saying of like your vibe attracts your tribe. Like I run into so many people where it's like, they're in recovery too. And I don't know if it's just because 
I am in recovery now or if it's just who I attract, but you do get that comfort. And I love it when I sit, whenever I sit in a meeting, I'm just like, these are my people, like a bunch of crazy mm-hmm. people, but at, least, <laughs> but at least like we, but at least like we all admit how we are fuck ups and we are trying to get better. And, yeah. and that's what I, I like the most about it. Well, yeah, well, we take I, responsibility for our, our yeah. shortcomings. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, and, yeah. I, and I think what's kind of what's kind of cool here, and I hope that anyone that's listening is paying attention to to this, what what Carly said, and also what what Breeze just said, and the fact that you know I was teasing Mike about does this sound familiar? So, I'm well, I'll be fifty five in two days. Mike's fifty six. Happy birthday! Well, Happy you. birthday! And then Carly, you're are you guys both? in your 30s am i wrong on that yes yeah you're right okay yes so so then we've got you know two females on here in their 30s that are basically talking about the same shit that we talk about all the time and this is like (laughs) what you just said breeze which is it's fucking mind-blowing that when when mike always says it doesn't matter where you came from doesn't matter who you are the solution's the same this is a wonderful example of that and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are and, and what we used to always say, my, my sponsor in uh, Wisconsin used to always say, used to say that the same dog that bit you bit me, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, we all got mm-hmm. bit by the same thing, you know? So yeah. I just think it li- literally when I was listening to you, Breeze, I'm just like, damn. <laughs> okay. So again, your path has nothing to do with mine, but all these different things you're saying and these, this, the way you were feeling and that desperation, I mean, it just... All, the only difference was I was 41 and Mike was 43 at the time we got sober. That's it. Other than, mm. well, we're guys. Okay. I mean, that's, so that's two different things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but, you know, but the, you know what I mean? It's just that it, it blows my mind. The same thing, sitting in a meeting and talking to an old guy or a, a young person or anyone in between, doesn't matter where they came from, what their nationality is, what their ethnicity is, all these different things. It's just really fucking cool. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I, like, oh, sorry, Carly, you go. No, go ahead. No, no, you go. I've talked enough. <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to say, I think it's just, I, I think it's just really cool and admirable. Um, like I always, I knew I had a problem, but I had always kind of kept it a secret. And when I kept it a secret and didn't tell any, that's when I would actually end up um, relapsing and not being able to stay sober. And but once I saw like Breeze had made a post when I first reached out to her and I saw she made a post about sobriety. And then that's when I just got, kind of started to realize like, oh, there's a community for this. And then, you know, like I had never, I think what's, what I think is really cool about so meeting people in recovery and stuff is that people, when they talk about it, and I understand some people want that private and keep it private, but I do think it's really neat that everybody there is kind of coming to get, you know, you're in a really harsh world where there's, you know, people aren't always the nicest. And when, (laughs) and when you like, you know, flaws aren't usually accepted or admired, but I really admire the flaws of people, addicts and people who are in recovery, who come in and openly want to get better or admit their flaws and then kind of are just out doing that in order to help others. And I've realized how healing that is. And for the first time, I think I've been able to stick to sobriety because I'm recovering out loud and because I have, I'm kind of building a little community of people. So I just, that's what I'm most mind blown by is the fact that 
we live in a harsh world, but the recovery and sobriety community is, I mean, they're, they are really just a bunch of people who have out of a lot of pain are striving to help others. And I think that's the mm-hmm. coolest part to me. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, it's the only thing that it's well, not the only thing, but it's a big part of, yeah, you know, being there and being an example and being, um, help to other people it you know it because i was such a piece of shit for so long and such yes. an for so long you know i the world owed me and it turns out no i owe the world and and somehow by changing that attitude my life got better yeah it make any fucking sense but yeah <laughs> but there it is exactly and one other thing i wanted to throw in because i forgot to add it into my intro and i did want to mention this because it was really just to kind of because breeze went into like her the visa and the battles she was fighting being in a new country and the unknown and just kind of the unsta the instability that led to the addiction then to the not wanting to be here thing when breeze and i when I first interacted with her, I was actually in Nashville uh, working. And that was my first time ever in Nashville when I saw her. And I was in Nashville working on a music video. And this project started after I lost my house in the hurricane. And I was actually in the midst of when Breeze and I met, I was living in Miami and I was on a three-month bender. I mean, when I, we're, we're not going to go into the stories or whatever because we already agreed that's not what this podcast is about but I had lost my home and I was at I mean I had hit rock bottom and that and I was going through those ups and downs of what she talked about of just not wanting to be here after losing my it's like you know because then once I lost my house I realized how because of my addiction that had been going on for 14 years it was like there was this huge void, like huge. I didn't, I hadn't worked on family relationships. I hadn't worked on friendships. I had, it was like emptiness, like no. And I, it took losing all my, losing my, everything I'd worked for and stuff to re and not being able to have a home to live in and being on a three month bender in Miami to realize how empty I was and how the more I went down that hole, it was just this spiral that just kept getting worse. So when we did meet that, when, well, I, she didn't meet me that night, but when I got on stage (laughs) that night in attempt to meet her, that was where I was. I was in the middle of living in Miami. I was in Nashville for the weekend and it was that project too. And not just Breeze, but the community of people I met there when I was working on that project, like um, the artist is uh, Jacqueline and she's a Nashville based artist. And that's who was, I worked on the project with and, you know, her and her friends, she brought me around. I realized when I was the only one that was like constantly looking to be mind altered. (laughs) And so (laughs) it was very strange to me the way these, you know, these people were operating just sober and normal. Like I was around people in the music industry working on this song. They were sober. I was going to this show. I found out the drummer was sober. I'm like, and I'm, it made me realize like, okay, it's not because I'm sitting there thinking like they're weird. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's not them. (laughs) So I was like this, you know, all I was. So anyway, it was very eye-opening from going to that lifestyle I was living in Miami after losing my home to Nashville and being grounded by 
you know, these amazing people who didn't have, you know, I had found out Breeze had had this problem, but the other people didn't. And it really, I opened my eyes to like, this is not the way I should be living my life, but it took having to lose everything in order to get to that point. Right. And I mean, yeah, yeah. really what it comes down to is Mike and I were at both at that point, you know, I mean, his, if you listen, ever listen to his story, I mean, it was, it had to do with his, his daughter giving him, you know, basically an ultimatum. And with me, um, I just had no fucking place to go And my family's <laughs> like, you know, you, you got to go someplace, man, you know, you got nothing else to do. So, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> It's weird in some of the things we talk about, too, that so did we have to go through all the things we went through? And I'm talking about all four of us. And my answer, Mike and I agree on this, is yes, because whatever mm-hmm. we yes. had to go through, as bad as it was, and as shitty as it was, and as many people as we might have fucked over and all those different things, it is what it is to get us to that point. Wherever our our point was, rock bottom this, rock bottom that, or whatever you want to call it, it it was what had to happen. And now, and Mike is the one that says it all the time. We can take all these, all these bad things, right? Mike and help people. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's so, it's so true. And um, yeah, I feel like I'm at the end of the day and a lot of uh, my poetry, I write about that where it's like, I'm actually grateful for everything that happened. Um, You know, because if it wasn't for that, losing my, losing my, to build my physical home and where I was able to rest my head every night, I don't think I would have spiraled down so far and I wouldn't have gotten sober and I would still be doing, if it wasn't for that hurricane doing the damage it did, I would still be living the same life I was. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's crazy, but, um, I mean, seriously, it just, uh, it, Mike did group with, um, the Keating center for a lot of years. And I mean, you used to talk to the guys about that every once in a while too, didn't you, Mike, as far as like oh, yeah. all this, all that shit, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it the past. There's nothing we can do about it. All we can do is deal with today and, and yeah, and, but all that crap that we went through has worth now. It has meaning because we use it to help other people and, yeah, you know, it's dealing, relating with people, you know, that I'm such a piece of shit. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. Check out what I did. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you meet people, exactly. You meet people who understand and who don't, you know, the most beautiful part about what Breeze and my relationship when we first started communicating was there wasn't shame. There was so much acceptance that we had Mm -hmm. for each other. And it wasn't like for the first time I was talking to somebody and I wasn't wearing this mask of trying to impress them or like I was, I mean, I was at a really bad point. It was my first, you know, when we started talking, I, I really for the actually put in the work to get sober. And for me, I need it more of like a, explanation and terminology and that so that's when I was going to the meetings and then that kind of rubbed off on her so we both rubbed off on each other in different ways um about sobriety like she kind of opened my eyes to actually getting sober and then I kind of pulled her into the you know like getting a sponsor and doing these things so we both really benefited from um our relationship and that was the I think that was the coolest part about it right I agree yeah, and that's yeah. that's pretty much we learn from each other. That's how this yeah. thing works, you know. Exactly. It was a failed yeah. stockbroker and a butt doctor down in Akron, Ohio, <laughs> got together and figured this shit out. <laughs> yeah, well, and you and yeah, exactly. And you, um, 
you you learn from each. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought. I, I had something really good I was going to say, and I lost it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. <laughs> we learn from each other. Yes. We help yeah. each other, and we learn from each other, and we teach each other, and it's, it's how this whole thing works. Mm. Right. But I was yeah. I was going to say on on the term butt doctor it might be a good time for us to to take a break right Mike? <laughs> and Carly could Absolutely. Try to, Kylie could try to catch her thoughts and uh, get you know figure out figure out what she was going to say too. So go ahead, Mike. <laughs> All right, well we'll be back with more of this scintillating butt talk after these words from our sponsor. Hey everyone, it's your friends at Sober, not Mature. Hi and, there. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it's it's both of your friends this time. Hi Mike, how are you? <laughs> I'm well. How are you, Bill? I am doing well. But we do we do have a purpose. Uh, we we actually <laughs> usually talk about uh, our one website, but we actually have two websites now. So two. We Two websites in one. <laughs> All right, so so everyone knows we still have the podcast website that is www.sobernotmature.com, uh-huh. and we just launched the store website, so um, we also have that. Do you know what the website address is on that one, Mike? Of course I don't. <laughs> it's pretty easy, Mike. It's www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Ah. So, <laughs> but from the, the the podcast website, you can still hit the store link and get into the uh, into the web store, or you can right. access it from our Instagram page through the highlights. Uh, we've been posting quite a bit of, about it, and we'll continue to do that. But mm-hmm. do you know what's on the second website, Mike? Um, it, well, there's a store. There are products that you can purchase for you <laughs> and your loved ones. <laughs> well, Mike, do we do we still have merchandise? <laughs> we have merchandise. Well, we got T-shirts and coffee mugs and all kinds of crap. <laughs> and one of the one of the coolest parts we also do have <laughs> all the recovery books from Hazelden, which is kind of a big deal. That um, is a least- big deal. Eh, at least for us. So all the books that we read, God grant me 24 hours, the big book, the 12 and 12, um, all of those books are available for sale on our website. And they once are. again, that, that store website is www.sober. <laughs> trying to help, man. I know you are. You're not helping, though. Okay, now I got to say www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Dot so, com. Dot com. Visit that today or visit the, the podcast website, which is, again, you know the podcast website, so. Uh, com. <laughs> Did you just say sobermanotmature? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> yeah, like fucking mush mouth or something. <laughs> All right, everyone. You've suffered enough with this, and uh, we'll get back to what we were talking about previously. So visit the websites, though. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Butt Talk. And <laughs> see, did, you know, I, I promise you guys, in, in a little, we, we did. We always do kind of a prep with people and let them know that we, we do take a break somewhere in, in the middle. And I always say we're going to find a, this time I actually said a comfortable place to break or an uncomfortable one. And I guess today it was the, the uncomfortable place to take a break. So and thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, Mike, for bringing that up with Butt Doctor. I just thought that was the perfect place to stop. <laughs> so back to you, Carly. Do you know what you were going to say or, or no? Oh my gosh, you're putting me back on the spot again. Yeah, I, thought, I thought I'd like shock your mind back into place, but if not, I'm sure we got plenty of other things to talk about. You know what? Start telling us about what you, well, first of all, I want to ask a real quick question. So you guys mentioned going to meetings and things like that. Is this 12-step work, AA work, or what type of, what type of meetings have you guys been involved in? 
um, AA meetings, but I, I'm doing 12-step work as well. I'm on my fourth step at the moment. Okay, mm. yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, we're the same. So you guys have been doing yeah. both the, the AA meetings, you too, Carly? Yes, AA meetings and um, outpatient rehab group. And um, my sponsor is also, she is what was in, worked the, a, the NA program. So she kind of intertwines the NA with the AA for me because I benefit from both of those. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been very helpful having a sponsor who went, who does NA and AA and worked all, worked the steps in both programs. So she's able to really, really help me. So I have two books, one for AA, one for NA, and we kind of pull mesh both of those together. Um, so yeah, just the step work and then, Go, attending AA, outpatient rehab, and um, I do therapy, Bible study. I mean, I try and it's it's taken a lot of effort on over here, a lot <laughs> of effort. You're doing great, and you know what the thing of it is. I mean, it's what whatever works. So we and we know people that. Um, I, I never and Mike, you went to NA meetings. I think at, at oh, some yeah. point, didn't I, you? And, I own both books. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I hadn't. I first of all, I, I, I never did drugs. Um, only went to AA. Um, I didn't do therapy than this type of thing. But uh, you know, I mean, it's I read you know meditation books and things like that. There's there's things that I've done. I'm I'm always open to more things, but I've been more on like kind of one path. Um, it, it intrigues me sometimes. And Instagram, quite honestly, is useless as social media could be at times. Um, I mean, it 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 amazes me the. The, the amount of information that's out there for, you know, for people in general. Um, I've learned a lot since, since we've been on Instagram over the last, I don't know, year and a half or whatever it's been, um, just the different areas of what people are doing and meeting people that are getting sober and staying sober different ways. And, you know, I mean, Mike always says it the best, right? You know, I mean, you don't really care how, how people stay sober, right? I don't give a shit as long as you're <laughs> trying to make yourself a better person and you are being a better person and you're making other people's lives better. I don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was just more curiosity with me asking the questions because you guys had, had mentioned the meetings and stuff like that. But um, so do you do you guys in and the reason I'm going to ask this question is we we've, we've talked to and I've, I've talked to a lot of people on Instagram and things like that. There's a lot of um, younger folks, which you guys certainly qualify compared to us, uh, you know, that sometimes don't feel that they either can't meet people their age, don't feel like they fit in, that sort of thing. Did you guys ever have that or are you guys super comfortable with everything? Do you not give a fuck because, you know, if there's old guys in there or young people or, or what, what's your what's your take on that? Um, oh, do, do you, you- want me to go? Do you mean when we when we enter the meeting, like the uh, the meetings we go to? Correct. Yeah. Do you I yeah. Mean, do you feel like like as as two young female individuals, do you feel like you know you walk in there and it's like these are my people, this is my place, regardless of age, background, that sort of thing, or did you feel out of place at all or anything like that when you walked into you know like a twelve step meeting or an AA meeting? Um. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go, hon? Um. I don't mind. You go. So, I don't know if you guys have heard of Naples, Florida. Sure. <laughs> oh, well, the populate the what's the term for age group? The demographic here. You're mm-hmm. not going to go anywhere and find a group of young people. Right. So it's God's um, waiting room. 
We've, we've <laughs> got people down there. You know, Uncle Dave lives down there and Sopco lives down there. Oh, yeah. Yep. They're both in Naples. Yeah. Yeah. So it's beautiful. It's the resort. It's very, but the, um, the demographic, it's a much, it's older, which I don't mind. I work here 24 seven. If you, if I want to have fun or party or, well, I don't really do that anymore, but it would go, you go to Miami, Fort Myers or somewhere at Fort Lauderdale nearby. So the, I, the meetings here, no, if I go to one in Tennessee or if I go to one, I was in Seattle, they're going to be younger than anything you find in Naples because it's just <laughs> older. Right. But uh, the way I feel, because when Breeze was visiting me in Florida last month, we went to a, a meeting and she saw the demographic and she loved it and I loved it. So for me, what I've realized is, yeah, it is nice to connect with somebody that's younger sometimes. And I do like, I'll pick a time, the time of day. Like if I go to noon, I know there's going to be an older demographic. If I go to the 7:30 at night, I know there's going to be younger demographic because they're getting off work, things like that. So I kind of pick and choose that. But to be honest, any meeting I go to, I don't. It's like I'm going because I need help. I need to talk, uh, recover out loud. I need to hear people's stories. And at the end of the day, the age does not matter to me because I learn something from everybody in those rooms. Cool. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. What about you, Breeze? Mm-hmm. Um, I I agree with Kali. Like, I don't really, I don't feel like uncomfortable if I don't see like people my age. Um, I kind of like prefer it when it's mixed. Um, so I try to go to like a bunch of different ones. I recently went to like an all women's one that they do on like Wednesday nights, and that's where I actually, for the first time, saw a lot of people my age. <laughs> at those ones um i guess for me like it's finding more sober musicians uh because it's like the industry we're in it's just like alcohol is everywhere it's kind of like it's kind of like a it's cool to be this you know live fast and die young type Mm -hmm. type um of musician it's like you know you're kind of more glorified it's very glorified um and so i i did a show where um, my friend was headlining and, and then he asked us to, to open for him and he actually, he's two and a half years sober and I had no idea until like we connected and he was talking about the show and how he had um, this company called Sober Bar. They were going to be like um, like doing like non-alcoholic drinks and this whole thing and like, it just kind of like got me thinking about how this would be so cool if there was more awareness in the music industry, particularly like with artists of, if you just knew that there were other people in the room that were also sober Mm -hmm. while you're like at these mixes or at these events and, or even doing shows, because it's like, I felt so comfortable (laughs) being in that place because like, to me, I honestly saw more people going to sober bar than going to like the actual bar. And, like, even people who were, like, not sober, they were like, I prefer these drinks over, you know, the drinks at the bar. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's because alcohol's trash. Like, you don't need it. But it was just, like, a really – it was an eye-opener for me how, like, I would like to know more musicians um, that I would run into every day that are actually sober. I feel like I would feel – kind of more comfortable or if you know they were aware that I was sober like just even being in a space where you know 
everyone else everyone else is drinking and like people do drugs and like all that sort of stuff like you at least know you have a buddy there right um right oh yeah so, yeah that's, i mean that's <laughs> you know yes in, in the music industry but yes everywhere yeah you know? <laughs> it's that's life yeah it's it's very important for us to have that support system no matter where we're at mm. definitely definitely yeah. you know and 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 the ones of us that have made it, um, <laughs> there's there's quite a there's a lot of sober musicians out there. There are, you yeah. Know, um, you know, and we just don't get the attention that the yeah, other ones I feel get. Because like, I feel like it's that because it's like, I feel like it's extra weird if you're in the music industry and you're sober. <laughs> sure. You know, because it's not like, for some reason, it's like the two have to go together. Like you have to be, kind of destroying your life for your mm-hmm. art to actually be. Sure you know cool or right you know because you you're writing from these very like um, like music is emotion so the Mm -hmm. the more fucked up your life is the more you can actually connect with other fucked up the more entertaining you are and the more entertaining (laughs) you are it's like people yeah it's like people live vicariously through you so it's like you think it's called a clown show and a circus (laughs) for a reason (laughs) yeah i mean i've popped out of it but I'd like right. to like yeah. promote more. And there are like, a lot of people that have. I mean, you know, yeah. there's 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 a lot of people that you know. I mean, you know, Duff is very famously sober. He's been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Guns and Roses. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, there's there's tons. You know, there, we're out there. You just gotta gotta hang out. You'll find us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I am definitely like running into more and more lately, um, uh-huh. which is really Again, cool. If we if yeah. we make it through, yeah, there's there's more and more. <laughs> Love it. Well, and it's uh, it, it's interesting too that um, you know, like you said, that you you know, noticing more more sober people and, and that's or people who are not drinking maybe is a better way to put it, because yeah. there there's a and that's the thing that I that I uh, literally I feel like I stumbled across on Instagram, uh, and this is so stupid, but because both Mike and I have been sober for a little bit, and up until a year and a half ago, um, I had never heard of gray area drinking before. I had no idea what that was. I didn't know what sober curious was. Um, <laughs> alcohol free um, was obviously is a huge thing that people use. 100% true fucking story. When I got on Instagram, I saw all these profiles with AF. I thought all of them were stood for as fuck. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all these people are really fucking cool. And then no, it's AF or alcohol free. And I'm like, God, I'm a fucking idiot. You know? Oh, but, wow. That's but, funny. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know any of that. You know, because, but again, I followed a... Both of us were, you know, introduced to AA. Mike's had more experience and in, in different types of recovery than I have. And I wasn't like blinded that I knew other people out there, you know, could get sober and stay sober by different means. I just didn't necessarily know what those means were. You know, I'd heard of smart recovery and a couple other things that were, I don't know, kind of mirror images-ish of, you know, AA or a 12-step program or an NA type of thing. But I just didn't realize that there was all these different opportunities. But then on top of it, there's people out there, just normal fucking people that are like, you know what? And you said a breeze, you know, that, that think that alcohol is trash, that it's, it's poison. However people want to put it is fine. They're like, I don't need this shit in my life anymore. The same as I, maybe mm-hmm. I don't want to eat cheeseburgers or I don't want to eat, you know, <laughs> stuff my face full of, you know, candy bars all day long. It's the yeah. same concept. People literally are doing this, you know, for their health and they're looking for alternatives. So that's where the whole 
NA, um, as far as non-alcoholic industry comes in, you know, all the mocktails, all the sober bars, all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's first of all, it's a huge money maker. It's a it's a multi-million dollar business out there, which means something. If, they, if people are making that much money off it, somebody's buying the shit, you know. So it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, it, it's just if you if you look around, I can sometimes be in a group of people that I've met, and you look at someone, you're kind of like, I think that person's sober too. <laughs> you know, again, by by the way, they act, what they say. You'll hear uh, hear a term every once in a while. You know, yeah. comes out of their mouth, and they're like, I, I got you. I got. I see you. Yeah. You know, but it's cool. <laughs> exactly. So in yeah. um, in Nashville, so Breeze, you're still in Nashville. Obviously, Carly, you're you're in Florida currently, right? Yes, correct. Okay. So Nashville is, how did you settle in, in Nashville? And I guess the other thing is, is that, do you still consider that a big, I mean, and I've never been, I've never been to Nashville itself, but um, is it a big like drinking culture there? I know, again, parts of Florida can be, <laughs> but Nashville's crazy, right? <laughs> there's a bar yeah. every two feet. Oh my gosh. Well, I, mean, there's, I, I lived in Wisconsin. There's, there's, a, there's, in right. every small town you run into in in Wisconsin, this could be a town, and I'm not shitting you. 500 people. There's there's literally four bars, one church, a gas station, and maybe a <laughs> bank. Okay, there won't, there won't be a grocery store for 20 miles, but there's four fucking bars right. in literally a two block town. So, to to my defense, there, Mike, <laughs> having, right. having a bar every two <laughs> feet is not a big deal. Or Lakewood. The I same know. thing. You I know. know. I've I've just been to Nashville, so I know. You know. Okay. Right. So, so here, here's what was funny. Kind of a side note. There, I was in. I was just in Memphis a, a week ago, and this uh, this place I I had dinner. This couple came in. The bartender's really cool. He's talking to these people and whatever, and like blah blah blah. Bartender's like, "Come on, back tomorrow night. We're having another, you know, live band, whatever it is." And like, "Ah, oh, we're heading to Nashville." And the bartender says to him, as he's like, "I'm sorry." They're like, "What do you mean you're sorry?" He's like, "Well, he goes, here's the thing." He goes, people come to Memphis to um, to get their soul. They go to Nashville to lose it. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> and he's like, he's just, just saying it was like more of a touristy, a plastic town type of thing. And that was I, I was kind of like, okay, so that, that was kind of where the question led into. Is it just all touristy and I guess bars and shit like that, a big drinking culture then, right? Yes. Yes okay. to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes to it's, all of that. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty right. and, cr- and I mean, well, I lived in Hollywood for a long time yeah, too. And one, I yeah. mean, you know, back in the late eighties. And I know a lot of people moved to Nashville because, you know, the music industry did shift. A very large chunk of it shifted yeah. to Nashville. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've got tons of friends that have moved there because of that. Um Yeah, you know, I mean Yeah, it's a lot of people yeah. have moved here. Like there's mm-hmm. just been like an influx in the last right. few years, but yeah, definitely the last the, 10 the, years, definitely. Yeah. They definitely like the music industries from LA and like from New York have moved to mm-hmm. Nashville, but it mm-hmm. is also like very touristy. Like there's Broadway, which is just like bar after bar after bar after bar. And mm-hmm. that thing's going 24 seven, just people drinking and carrying on and doing all their thing. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of, like, stay away from from that. It's, like, one street, but mm-hmm. then, like, the rest of Nashville has, like, other bars and, like, whatever. But that's, like, the, the party street. Right. I usually just right. stay away from that. <laughs> well, that's a, the only reason I went to Memphis is because I wanted to see Beale Street. <laughs> but, oh, all right, yeah. But then again, so here here's the thing, and Mike knows, I, I wouldn't step foot in a bar. The first time I even went into a bar after I got sober, um, I think I was 
either four or four and a half years sober. And, oh. and of all things, it was my son's, um, they had like a, an end of the year uh, pizza party for the boys. And it was sponsored by a local bar. And I was there, you know, for a purpose. And my ex-wife was there too. So I was with somebody who, you know, knew what, what my deal was, but um, I didn't go into a bar for years, you know, but, wow. but the, the thing of it is, and again, both of us been sober for like 13 and a half years. I wouldn't have walked, walked down there and I sat and I watched the blues band and all that stuff. And it was fucking awesome. But I wouldn't have done that um, six, seven years ago, you know, certainly not by myself, but I was just telling Mike before, before you guys got on, I was there for about 45 minutes and what I, I ate in there, that was no big deal. But once the band started playing, it starts filling up and people are drinking. And then just instinctively, it was like 40 to 45 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I need to get the fuck out of here. You know, yep. um, I didn't want to drink didn't feel like it, but I, it was that somehow, some way there's, there's this alarm, thankfully, that goes off in my head that says, yeah, you don't belong here. <laughs> but um yeah it's like it's you, just, you just get very aware mm-hmm. you get very aware of like those environments of like okay i've been here long enough i don't need to overstay my welcome right mm-hmm. yeah there's yeah. just no point yeah which is kind of nice <laughs> yeah. it is great <laughs> right yeah you know it's, it's the freedom I, yeah. I don't have to stay here anymore <laughs> yeah. right. there's no reason for me to be here so i will leave right. i have somewhere to go yeah well, and the bartender the bartender was so fucking cool after i ate i got done i got done at like i don't know it's like six or six fifteen or something like that the band wasn't coming on until seven and i sure as fuck wasn't going to sit in a bar for another 45 minutes until a band started so I just asked the bartender, I'm like, can I come back? Can I come back in? Is there a cover? Whatever. And he's like, no, just come back in. He goes, sure, cool. I'm like, okay. So I walk back in. He's like, hey, he goes, he goes, another diet for you? <laughs> and I said, and I'm like, yeah, because I wasn't, I didn't think I was going to stay long. And he's like, he's like, it's on me. So I got my, he got me a free soda. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I guess I'm going to, yeah, you know, the bartender was fucking cool, you know, but um, I was just kind of curious because it's, you know, and again, I mean, I haven't heard that much about, about Nashville, but still the cool part is it sounds like you, you found a sober community in the midst of this, this chaotic <laughs> drinking world. Yeah. Though, right. Yeah. And there's like meetings happening like all the time here. So. Oh yeah. yeah. I actually went to a meeting in Nashville once. Oh, Did you really? Yeah. 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 I, well, I, I took a 36 hour layover. I'm a truck driver. So right. um, I was down there and um, yeah, you know, there's a, I'm sure you guys know there's a truck stop right there by the football stadium and right across the oh, river. Yeah. So, yeah. So I spent the weekend there and, and went and walked over and hung out and all the touristy spots and all that good stuff. And then uh, I went and found a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I work in a studio. Yeah. I think where you were saying. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's a travel centers of America, TA. <laughs> yep. Well, that's cool. So, um, who wants to who wants to start with tell us about the trust your message thing or both of you guys? Oh man, um, well just, we I'll just, introduce. We just woke Carly up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'll introduce. I've been listening, but letting you guys kind of talk. I'll introduce it, um, and then I'll let Breeze go and do what we're gonna be trying to do in the Nashville um, music community. Cool. So oh, yeah. basically, it was uh, kind of came to life because. Well, sobriety, uh, lose the low, it started with just this vision I had of like the logo where it was kind of like, and it was representing the hurricane. I don't know if you've seen the logo, but it's the, um, like the hair is kind of wrapping the around this girl. And, uh, it's about fine in the midst of the mess, finding your message. And it, there's a cross in it and it's holding up the, 
the um, crown on the girl's head. And so basically our goal is to kind of make that a community thing where right now we're just on Instagram and um, we have a girl helping us named Claire and she started a Facebook. So we're just kind of like growing our con our audience and content by sharing other people's stories, impactful people. And, you know, eventually we want to be able to host events and do things like that in the sober community. Um, somehow combining our both our passions so I love to design do art poetry breezes and the music scene so we're gonna you know maybe do like an open mic night with like poetry and uh, artists that are sober and not just sobriety but people like our friend Jacqueline the one I mentioned who I did the um, music video with she's a mental health advocate and she does uh, mental health songwriter nights so you know just kind of diving into that part of it but breeze is going to handle more of the um getting to sober artists together and everything and then i'm kind of just working on content and basically it's just kind of creating this positive platform where people share their stories and um because what i've realized is sharing my stories helped me recover and helped me continue to recover because it's you're holding yourself accountable right you know yeah. um, when you do share so that's kind of our goal with that and then uh Breeze, if you want to say what you're planning on doing in Nashville, and then I'm going to try and make it there for the event she's working at a studio on. Yeah. Cool. So my what I'd like to bring to it is kind of what I was talking about before is like finding other sober musicians and kind of getting us together. Um, just so like there's like creates kind of like more of that comfort and awareness within the industry. Um and also the idea I had is for musicians to kind of be able to share um, their sobriety journey through their music. So whether it's like they've, they've written a song about it or whatever it is, whatever their message is that is keeping them going, um, kind of creating content and, and around that um, in like live filming, like live performances and they tell us about their song and just like, to piggyback off what Carly was saying, is just creating this platform of people just sharing their vulnerable moments and like sharing their truth. I feel pays that forward for someone else to come across and whether that's the exact thing that they needed to hear. That's what I find like very powerful about social media and just about people sharing stories is like you don't even have to meet someone or you don't even have to be in a room with someone and you could just be at like your lowest point and you could come across something that could you know really make a huge difference in your life that day so that's the idea behind your message is just sharing stories and and having people just kind of open up about what was in their darkest moment what was something that they found in that that is now actually kind of like their greatest light um and so, yeah, it's really exciting. And I love that I can do this with Kali. So oh, I mean, awesome. that, that's super cool. So um, mm -hmm. how is it going so far as far as, far as finding uh, musicians? I mean, because, again, you would, I know you had mentioned just a little bit ago that that's one of your main goals. So has it been mm -hmm. a challenge to try to get, I guess, find this group of musicians to, to work on this? Um, it, it actually hasn't as I think <laughs> it hasn't because you just kind of attract them and then you just sort of like get to talking and then, you know, I'll just say, Hey, I'm like sober now. And they're like, Oh, I am too. And like, well, sometimes like, um, I did a content day 
with a bunch of different artists and it's like all creating TikTok content and all this stuff and then I went to follow like one of the artists and he was like had in his bio like five years sober so it's like I was like oh this is fucking cool I know this after the fact not when I was like you know with him all day right um so I'm definitely running into them and um I've like talked to them about what I'd like to start doing and so I definitely have like their support behind it so um the next steps is just like getting into the studio and recording and getting all the content ready which you know I'm just in like the preparation mode for that so um but yeah it's definitely I think a need for it so I um along with Carly like we're both just like wanting to just kind of like go full steam ahead with things and yeah just anything that can create positive and be impactful and promote like healing I think is like I'm all for it so right and with um and I'll have well, I've have both of your uh, Instagram pages I know in the in the promos that I've been doing and also I have the uh, the trust your message Instagram uh, page linked in there too which I'll do obviously in the in our podcast notes here which um will be on it'll all it'll all be in there but are you guys Carly did you say you guys are working on a website also or no yeah yeah we are we kind of put the website on pause right now because so we have the we bought the domain we have the website the but we haven't published it or launched it because right now we're kind of just birthing this and we're trying to figure out what direction like out of all the opportunity in the recover in the recovery community and sobriety around sobriety and the different interests like we know we want to do some music things and so we're trying to think like what exactly on that website do we want to do because my idea originally was let's make this a toolbox where it's kind of like you know we feature people here's you know here's uh we have different categories like fashion music uh art and then we have you know like um a tattoo artist who's sober here's her story here's her website here so kind of creating a, a toolbox of people in there and different links and different things like what people are doing in on their journey um but i think right now we're trying to figure out what the best thing to do on the website is or how to promote that or exactly you know exactly what direction do we want to start to do merch with our logo on it, that kind of thing. So right now we're just doing the Instagram and Facebook where we're kind of promoting like and featuring people and just putting up positive things and positive people that are within that can help anybody that's in recovery. Right. And then we'll go, it will dive into the website, but we do have the, oh, I'm excited because we have the domain, we have the colors, <laughs> we have our logo, we have everything. We're just like, it's just so new that we haven't figured out exactly there's so much we could put on there and whatever we do choose to put on there, we want to make sure we're maintaining it and we're like certain about it. Right. So mm -hmm. right now, just getting our, getting our name out there on Instagram, Facebook, and you know, socials, uh, we started TikTok, but haven't uploaded. So slowly working that, um, Breeze is going to be doing the Nashville music nights and then slowly growing it, but we plan on having it grow bigger. So we're trying to figure out exactly like, what is that website going to look like and what's it going to highlight about us and what we're trying to do? Sure. 
And I just I wanted to know that uh, you know if if that's something you wanted us to include, obviously in notes and stuff like that. But when let's say when and if you guys get to that point where you have a website, um, regardless of when it is, let us know. You know, and uh, we'll we'll help cross promote all this stuff. I mean, it's these are oh, definitely well, these are the type of things, and, and we've had the uh, the pleasure of you know having some very probably unique people, I would say, right, Mike, and interesting guests over the last, you know, year or so. Um, and it's just absolutely any, any time that we have that opportunity. And that's why, you know, like when, when you and I started talking, Carly, it's just that, you know, yeah, tell us about the sobriety. Let's tell, talk about the solution, but majority of people, not everyone, but the majority of the people have had something to um, promote, a book, a thing, uh, whatever the deal is. And it's just, it's fun because it's, if there's anywhere, well, you know, we don't have a huge following or anything like that, but any, anything, anything we could do to help out would be, would be pretty cool. And here's the other thing I, I thought about. We just, um, and I'm not going to name it right now until I talk to the individual, but we just partnered up with, with somebody that I think, um, something like this might be something, it might be something they would want to get a hold of. It's a, it's a sober community. Um, and I'm going to, I'll talk to her about this and, uh, you know, maybe get, get a little bit more exposure for you guys because, they're all about doing stuff for sober people in the sober community and promoting things like this. And especially all the different types of with the, with the music side of things and the art and all this different stuff. I just think it's super cool. Cause I mean, I wrote down what you said earlier, Carly pain expressed artistically, I thought was kind of cool the way, the way you said that, which, you know, you're doing it with your, with your writing and all that sort of stuff. And then breeze, obviously you're doing it with the music. I just, I, I just thought that was, I wrote that down. because I thought that that was pretty cool you know, about, you know, kind of the yeah. baseline for what you guys are doing. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's definitely been, and when like being, ex like being with somebody or around people who accept you for your flaws and encourage you to, you know, I've been encouraged since sobriety to, yeah, write it out, write it out. And the next thing you know, the writing, my steps or writing things out from the AA book, it turned into like, I started rhyming words and then it just, kind of snowballed into now I'm doing poetry and like now whenever I get upset like my my poem Betty Ford that was actually I wrote that that I wanted I remember it was on my six months I wanted to relapse and instead of relapsing I sat and I wrote about the first time that I did relapse which was a, a year ago so it's been for me just so healing and and I pick topics and whatever's on my mind that's hurting me or that's painful and I do a poem about it and then it's like this weird just kind of like it like lifts off of me the weight and stuff I'm feeling. So yeah, it's, uh, I'm realizing how important expression is, especially in creative, healthy ways. Right. Well, that was one of the, one of the things that when in, uh, we talk about this all the time, but the, the, the reason that we started this podcast was literally for just Mike and I to, to get together on a Friday night as a, you know, kind of as a, is a meeting between the two of us and just shoot the shit. Then we figured, Hey, if, if anyone <laughs> listens fine, if they don't fuck them, you know, um, <laughs> because it, and that's, that's probably where we just, you know, didn't really give a shit how, how it sounded, what it was. We don't edit anything. Um, you know, and it just kind of came about where we just, you know, kind of like shooting the shit, you know, but, both of us, um, and, and Mike says it all the time. He when when he hopped on on here today, he's just like, Ugh. <laughs> right, Mike? And it's it's every, oh, yeah. every week. I mean, it's and I get it. You know, you have you have long weeks, and he, I won't speak for mm -hmm. you, but last last thing you want to do sometimes is come on here, right? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't. Jeez, but guess what? My feelings don't fucking matter today. <laughs> it's my actions, right? I don't feel exactly. like doing this, but you know what? I'm gonna do it anyway. And by the time I'm done, I feel good. We've done something. We've accomplished something. We've got to meet new people. It's you know, it's all great. But yeah, of course, my my internal feelings when I I don't want to fucking do this. No way. But I do it. Yeah. yeah better. Hey, imagine that. I learned exactly. that shit somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's literally we we have. I mean, this is episode. What is this? Eighty three. So we've done 80, wow. 83 episodes, you know, and there hasn't been one where it's the same thing as when we've never walked in, walked out of a meeting and, you know, said, boy, that was a piece of shit, you know, because, yeah. right. well, our, I know my sponsor did when I, when I first got sober, he said that he goes, always try, he goes, they'll, they'll never go to a meeting that's totally bad. He goes, always try to pick out one thing. He said, even if the one thing that you, that you got something out of was when the person said, have a good night, everyone, and the meeting's done, he said, that's fine. He goes, you got to take one piece out of everything, which I, I always got more out of them. But but the same thing with it, with this podcast, it's a this is kind of a way for us to just in telling all these. Oh, I mean, especially probably the first how many episodes, Mike, what, 15 to 20 when we were really digging deep back into our stories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still do. You know, we've gotten in, you know, older stories, but um, and it is. I mean, this this whole thing that we do here, it's kind of therapeutic. You know, it really is. And it's. You got to have a way, in my opinion, you know, people have to, especially sober people, have to have a way to, to express themselves in some way, shape or form or or what what the hell else are you going to do? You know, express yourself exactly. and, and connect with another person. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. That's, that's yeah. a huge part of this whole thing. Right. Connection. Again, like, yeah. You know, like I said, I'm I'm a goddamn isolator. I'm a loner. I I, I live by myself. I like to live by myself. Um, you know, I, yeah. my job is pretty much a solo thing. You know, I this way I live my life, and I like it that way. But that connection's huge. I have, and, and quite often, sometimes I have to force myself to do it. But again, like I said, I after I do that, I feel better. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel like I have to make myself go to meetings sometimes. But when I'm right. leaving and I'm driving home, I'm like, wow, I'm so glad. I, I like feel, it just completely changes my mood from going from because I like to I'm a very introvert. I like to create and I like to be able to think in silence and in peace. And so when I do shake things up and go to a meeting or go, you know, be around people i end up first when i'm driving there i'm like why am i doing this i just want to stay home make my mm-hmm. dinner be alone watch you know do whatever but i end up leaving and i feel and Bree- breeze can attest to this too because my voice on the phone on the way there is kind of like yeah going to a meeting and then afterwards <laughs> i call her and it's like just got done my meeting and it's like totally like a total shift in energy so i know exactly what you mean where it's like oh like when you start it but then after you make that connection and with others and you have this totally different mindset almost it just like, I don't know, it's uplifting in a very strange way. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what they used to always tell us. Always like, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just about to say like the topic is always like on point to whatever it is you're going through. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just, I always laugh now. I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) I guess right. I will well, have because, to learn yeah, something. Because it's all the same. It's all the same shit. We're all yeah. going through the same shit. It's yeah. all the same. Of course, it's going to connect with us, right? Yeah. Because 
we're not unique. We're not special. We're not different. We're just fucking garden variety drunks. In my case, you, you did a whole bunch of dope. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, they, exactly. They used to just always tell us with, uh, you know, yeah, the going to meetings and stuff, you know, bring bring the body and the, the mind will follow or the rest of you will follow. You know, it just all you got to do is get yourself there. Put yourself in front of people. Put yourself in the middle of this thing that we do. And, you know, all the all the rest will, you know, fall into place. So, uh, but yeah, it's it is super cool. It's I mean, all of it is. So what else with the, the trust your messenger? I mean, what else do you guys want to share with with everyone um, again, I, I, I will have both of your individual Instagram pages on here, the Trust Your Message in the notes also, so people obviously can do that um, or obviously you know connect with you guys that way. But what else do you want to share with people? Where to find yourselves, what you guys are doing, what else do you want to get out there to people? Um, I think what I would want to share is just that um, we're just – human and we're trying to start something that's going to turn into something great that can help people and just be a positive light and what we do with the trust your message is it's not you know our my instagram page it's if you go to it it's all me if you go to breezes it's her it's like a individual but the trust your message it's not about us it's about community and it's about creating somewhere that people can go and just see positive things and outside of ourselves. Um, so I think that's the main thing we're trying to do is just gain a bunch of different perspectives and stories and resources to share with people and just highlight positivity and, um, community and connection through, you know, not just, it's not like if you go to trust your message, you're not going to be seeing much of us or connecting with us on there. You're going to be seeing like people that you can look at or a book you can read or a quote that might, you know, make your day or change your mindset. Or so it's really just about making a difference. And that's, that's our main goal with that. And it's starting off small right now, but we both are very like, we're very um, passionate about it. So I know it's going to turn into something much bigger. Um, so we're both really excited about that. So right now, just putting positivity out there, highlighting positive resources and people in the recovery community, or that just positively can influence somebody in the recovery community. And, um, that's really what, that's really the goal of the trust your message. And is there anything else you want to say, hon? No, you said it all. <laughs> Good answer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she knows. Apparently, she knows when to say nope. You covered it all. It's all good. Yeah, nice. you got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you just speak, right. You speak so well. I don't know what to add to that. <laughs> but well, that's. I just want people to know it's not any. You know, we don't have our website up yet. It's not anything that's huge right now. But we are both very talented, very creative people that we're going to make something great that can really benefit everybody. And it's not just going to be showcasing like our talent or, you know, my writing or Breeze's music. This is going to be a community thing. Right. Well, that's exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, it's super cool. And then, you know, literally when, when you guys, as you guys start to, to grow with this and when, whatever that event is that you, that you guys are doing and, and all that stuff, let us know. And we're, we're more than happy to, you know, to cross post and, and help you guys promote that because it's, I mean, it, it's, we're all in this, we're all in this for the same reason. You know, it's, it, that's really what it comes down to. And um, like I said, it's still just, it, it blows my mind, but I, I, I think it's just a, such a cool thing that, um, 
you know, you guys have the same mindset mentality that, you know, a couple of old guys do, you know, and I just thought that was, that still kind of cracks me <laughs> up, you know, because, you know, literally yeah. when, when we come into sometimes, you know, guests and things like that, we do a little bit of um, vetting, if you want to call it that, but very little. A lot of times of what we we accept guests on here based on, on the feel of it. Right, Mike? You know, if it, if it oh, seems, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, we just rejected one on the feel of yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nice, nicely though, you know, it's just one of those things where we, we don't <laughs> think. And if the, and you know, Carly, when you first reach out to me, I said, give me some background. Have you listened all these different things? There's certain criteria that we finally got into place that people have to have listened to the shit that comes out of our mouths. Cause the last thing that, <laughs> yeah, the last thing that we want is to get somebody on here that either, either that we quote unquote offend, or we don't seem to, mm. you know, get young people term in here vibe with. Um, if, if, <laughs> if that doesn't happen, then it's a, it's a horrible conversation for us. We're not going to have any fun and it's going to be pointless to anyone who tries to listen to this. But, uh, you know, again, we do a lot of this on, on feel and it kind of seemed, it seemed like what you guys had were put together was kind of cool. And I mean, thankfully we were right. <laughs> right, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, you guys got to come on here and hopefully you, you don't walk away from this going, my God, those guys are dicks too. <laughs> no, this has been really cool. Um, yeah. I'm really, really grateful that you guys, uh, you know, accepted us coming on here and that we've had this conversation, got to share a bit of our story. This is, you know, Breeze has done podcasts before in the music industry, but this is my first time ever being a guest on a podcast. Oh, really? So okay. it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I had my, a lot this week I shared, um, poetry for the first time uh, out loud and then now I did a podcast for the first time and so it was a lot of firsts this week so and I'm gonna forever cherish that because you know that's something you don't forget so even no matter what podcast or anything I do in the future this sober not mature will always be my first so <laughs> well, you know what in and honestly I mean you seem ridiculously comfortable i would have never thought that you've never yeah. gotten behind the microphone before so that's uh, that's cool it's very cool oh thank you yeah no i think well because i think it's a it, when you're passionate about something and um, right. the topic like i knew that talking to you guys about this and also just you hearing the podcast your podcast from other mm-hmm. guests and things i knew i was gonna I wasn't nervous, like nervous about it. Plus Breeze being on here, like it's, it, it seemed really, it was just, I just knew it was going to be fun and a good experience. And I was excited about doing my first podcast with you guys. So I was excited. Well, good. Come on. We appreciate that because uh, I mean this, yeah, this has been, this has been a lot of fun. So um, seriously, I mean, thank you. Thank you guys. And uh, if you've listened, you know what comes next, because it's, it's Mike's turn to, to close us out, because I think we're I think we're done unless you guys got anything else to add. No, no that's no. that's everything. I that's think. everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you so much for having us on. It's been a really yes, great time. Thank you. Yeah. It has. Yeah, but don't don't hang yeah. up yet. Mike's still got to Mike's still got to get mouthy. <laughs> All right. Take okay. it away, Mike. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. Thank you to Breeze and Carly for coming on and spending this time with us. I had a really good time. And uh, remember, kids, do something nice for somebody else this week. Go out there and do something kind for somebody and don't tell anybody that you did it. And now it is time. It is that time for you to fuck off. Then keep (laughs) fucking off. Keep fucking off until you get to a gate with a sign on it saying you cannot fuck off past here. Climb over that gate. 
dream the impossible dream and keep fucking off forever. <laughs> Clearly, you guys have, have you must not have heard that before. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm making that I my love- ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if you're really nice to me, maybe I can figure out which clip you want. Yeah. I'll do an audio clip for you and I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, cool. right? That would be will, awesome. I will make background music to that. <laughs> nice. Oh my God, that'd yeah. be fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I will do it. <laughs> okay. Well, send it to me and I'll do it. I will. Yeah, was that- All right. You know what? Hang on. Everybody, everybody be quiet. Everybody mute your microphones. Yeah, go ahead and mute, guys. Because we're going to get a nice clean take on this one. Yep, everyone All mute. right. Are we ready? Are we ready? Here we go. And now it is time for you to fuck off, then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off until you get to a gate with a sign on it saying you cannot fuck off past here. Climb over that gate. Dream the impossible dream and keep fucking off forever. Breeze, did you record that? <laughs> I didn't record it. No, that's okay. No. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. This way. Gonna... We've recorded it. it. Yeah, we recorded it. will be recorded. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he just redid that so he could get a nice, and I knew what he was oh, doing. Yeah. He was right up close to yeah. the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hands awesome. and holding on to it. Throw some beats on it. Yeah. As soon as I heard mute, everyone mute their mics, I was like, oh damn, this is happening. <laughs> she can she can really put background music to that too. No, and I nice. and make it and make it really smack. And I will. I will um because now that we've got that, I'll I'll cut that piece. If I don't do I may not do that piece tonight because I get the get the rest of the episode done, but I will. I'll cut that piece and I'll email it to I'll email it to Carly because I got I've got your email address, Carly, and then yeah, throw something behind that. That that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and send it back to awesome. us. Yeah, and then yeah, oh, send yeah. it back to us, man. That'd be super fucking cool. I'll be my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that's yeah. awesome. Look at, see, look at this. I don't I don't give a shit what it doesn't even matter what else happened up until now. This is fucking cool. <laughs> Gonna, yeah, that is cool. We're gonna be the breeze is gonna make the background music for the ending of telling everybody to fuck off. Nice. Oh, I might be able to. Ooh, I could add that to our outro. Yeah. Oh man, you know what? Yeah, that would be no. really cool. Oh yeah, we gotta do yeah, that. Breeze, you gotta breeze, do you're, that. You're the shit. I'm telling you, because this, this is fucking cool. Okay. That is, yeah. All right. All right. Thank you so much, yeah, guys. guys. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, Mike. I love you, brother. I'll talk to you soon. And I love you too. Everyone else, have babe. A... I love you. <laughs> I love you. Not babe. you. Not fuck knuckle or or Bill <laughs> Breeze. Oh, come on, man. I thought I thought I was babe. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Now I feel bad. Look at that. You're ending this on a bad note. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's that's enough. Thank you. Right. Bye. Thanks, Bye. guys. See ya. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. To access all of our content and interact with us, please visit our website, SoberNotMature.com. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.